going on, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here with Cheesehead TV and a very special guest who needs no introduction, but I'll give him one anyway. It's Justice Mosqueda with Acme Packing Company. Justice, how are you today? I can't complain. I get to talk football with you. Packers ball. I mean, let's do in it, man. June, Let's do it. What in everyone June. wants. Almost July. Almost July. We're about a month away from, a little less than a month away from the start of camp. So we're trudging through. We're trudging through. And thankfully, you have provided some fodder for the internet, sir, with your one of your latest articles. You can write more than one at a time. It's amazing. You're just pumping them out. But you have 10 questions the Packers must answer this summer, which I love. That's some really good listicle stuff. Let's get into it. I want to I wanna agree with you on a lot of this, but there are some moments I need to challenge you. Um, okay, so, go for it. So be ready. But I, I don't challenge you at the start because your first one is, who is the backup quarterback? And I think that's a fair, a fair question, if only because, yeah, you don't have a lot of NFL experience on the roster other than the third stringer, who has a Super Bowl ring, by the way, uh, but uh, has never thrown a regular season NFL pass. So I'm with you on the, if they get into camp and the pads come on and things look like they're completely overwhelming for these young guys, what are the odds they call a vet? I mean, not even that. <clears throat> Sorry, got a frog in my throat. Not even no, that. That's all right. Like, think of, like, the Texan situation, right? Because uh, I was looking through depth charts, just right. trying to figure out, like, if I were in their shoes, you know, what type of a move would I make? They have a veteran quarterback there, and they have the young guy, right? So, like, yeah. maybe deadline time comes or you trade a seventh-round pick or something. I, I know people probably don't want to hear you just spent, what was it, a, a fifth and seventh round pick on a backup quarterback. But right. Davis Mills is probably going to be available at some point. So maybe that's yeah. something you, you keep in mind. Teddy Bridgewater still hanging out there without a gig. Maybe he brings his number down, right, as, as camp advances along. Even Carson Wentz is out there. I mean, he has Don't some, you dare. Don't you experience. dare come up in here and say Carson Wentz. <laughs> Don't you dare. I'm Why not? Teddy Bridgewater, I'm on board, but not Carson Wentz, man. You know, like the Instagram photos? He's posing with a bear. He got the I got bear. no That's problem. Good. He can do whatever he needs to do on his spare time. I'm concerned about what he does or does not do on the football field. Oh, man. I'm not Talk even really it. worried. Yeah. If we're going that direction, I'm not even really worried about what he does on the field, just like a locker room. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. ah, people don't absolutely. seem to like you very much. <laughs> Wherever you go. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not down. Teddy, I'm down with it. Or the Davis Mills thing is interesting. That's, uh, that's some outside the box thinking. Um, but here's the thing. Like you just mentioned, they did just spend a draft pick on the kid. Yeah. You know, so but he's I think he'll be given every opportunity. Right now, I mean, Danny Edling's yeah. ahead of him, and he's never yeah. thrown an NFL pass, and he's a 28-year-old, oh, so. I hear you. I hear you. But, I mean, it, we all know that's going to change but quick once they get to camp. But we'll see. I You're right. So. You're, you're, yeah, I, I, I have little doubt. Um, next up, we're looking to the wide receiver group and uh, the trio that you have earmarked here, Christian Watson, uh, the rookie, Jaden Reed, and then Romeo Dobbs. How dare you leave out Samari Torrey, sir? How dare you? <laughs> I'm kidding. I somewhat kid. I just think – He's never. He hasn't been really given a true opportunity in the regular season. I know he got some play last year when people got hurt, what have you. Um, but to your overall question, are those three like it at wide receiver or enough at wide receiver? I would say yes, but I'm not entirely thinking that they're going to just arrive at camp and be like, oh, yeah, we're set. I mean, again, if things look a little overwhelming or a little kind of nobody's really on the same page ever – Maybe, maybe they they make a call or make a move. But I think the whole idea, right, is to let these young guys grow together. So I think it's got to be enough. Yeah, and I think in the context of that trio, right, 
the the one we're really highlighting is Dobbs, right? Because right. Reed's the rookie, right? Watson has an obvious skill set, right? Big play um, waiting to happen, right? As is Reed, exactly. Really, but but, right. but Dobbs is the one guy where it was like, you know, he dealt with the injury at the end of the last year, but it seemed like teams got the best of him when they started playing him more in press coverage and stuff. And yes, really, right. if you have a a guy in the slot and then a guy who's going to run the deep routes, like. Is Dobbs going to play the X? I don't know. Are I know. I, I think so, actually. Not, I do. And it's funny you say that because... The, at the X spot. Right. No, I know. I know. But what's funny is you go back and you watch just the first three weeks, right? Before you get to London and Aaron hurts his thumb and then everything that kind of transpires. After that, he gets... Dobbs himself gets hurt in Detroit. We don't see him for a long time. But I was re-watching some of those early games, especially the Tampa Bay game, and I can see a way forward there, right? I don't think he's the most dynamic guy, clearly. To your point, got to work on the release and the physicality in general, right? I think that's a big jump for a guy who made a lot of his hay in college in space. They did a lot to get him in space and let him to go to work. I do think the upside is there, though. And again, you look at those early games, and you definitely see the potential, Uh but, yeah, there's other talent there, too. I mean, who knows who jumps up from the rookie class, uh, some of the undrafted Wick, guys. Wix is interesting to me. Wix is. Mean, I agree. I know everyone's been talking about that Malik Heath undrafted superstar hey man, in camp. Before, no, no. Uh, Be nice. Be nice. I'm, but I'm I, hear you, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I'm no, just I saying, you. look, we haven't put the pads right. on yet. I know. Wix is the one that I would circle because I think his game best fits the X. And I, I don't know if we're going to have, like, a two-ray Wix battle during the summer like Packers fans yes. falling over themselves yes. trying to figure out who the better you got to claim your guy is. early right? Yeah. right and never back down no matter never how no matter what happens <laughs> yeah That's so, so I don't know I, I think they have an interesting <laughs> wide receiver you know I just think you know if you get to you know your week two of the preseason and you know these right. guys are obviously going to play the preseason and you're like oh, I don't know I don't know how this trio really fits on the field because I do have some question marks about that when they're all on the field together, then maybe maybe you're just like, dude, we just need a possession guy to play the X, and like we'll have Jarvis Landry do it or something like that. Someone who's out there, right? I mean, it's a possibility. I again, because of what we were talking about earlier, as far as this group needing to grow together, I doubt it. But you never know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, the thing we do know, uh, your next question is is, you know, it's a tough one for a big fan like myself. But can David Bakhtiari play a full season? That's a huge question, right? And it did yeah. feel like towards the end of the year, they found a way of working, in quotes, right? A way, and David mentioned it at his locker, like a, a, as far as a routine that seemed to put him in a really good spot. And it certainly showed when he was on the field late last year, he was lights out again. You know, he was, I mean, he was legit old school David yeah, Bakhtiari sure. as far as just eliminating people, right? But to your point, can he play all 17 games? Maybe, who knows, 18, 19, if they make the playoffs? That is a big kind of crossing your fingers moment, I think, because, you know, you, you can't not, you know, count on the guy in the sense that he needs to be your left tackle. Clearly, you're not going to do anything else when he's in the building. But, man, that is that is something that I just think we're holding our breath all season. Yeah, and the thing with Bakhtiari, too, is it seems like the turf games are like the real X factor. It didn't seem like at the end right. of the year the, the grass games bothered him at all. Um, mm -hmm. Packers, I think they have five turf games this year, I think. The first one's like week two against Atlanta, if right. I'm remembering all this right off the that, top of my head. correct, sir. Well so done. we should be able to uh, get an early look at that. But, I mean, the the thing with Bakhtiari to me, too, is kind of like the offensive line's kind of at a fork of the road 
moment, right? Like yes, Zach right. Tom and Josh Nyman are both getting reps at right tackle. Is is Josh just going to be a sw- or whoever it is? You know, right, the backup is just going to be the right. swing tackle, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, well, if it's Nyman, then can we trade Nyman for something? Because there's like two ways the Packers could create cap space at this point, right? Mm-hmm. It's extend Rashawn Gary and it's uh, trade Josh Nyman's contract. Um, right. And maybe it's there's not a world that where... exorbitant, though. I mean, in yeah, my it's world, $4 million, dollars, but uh, yeah, in, but... A wor- in a world where you're having to draft Sean Clifford in the fifth round because you get spooked by a quarterback run, I don't know. Four million Man, all I'm telling you, all I'm telling you is after years of watching Don Barclay and Jason Spriggs go out there when people got hurt, I'd much, it's way worth more to me as a Packers fan if I'm in the building. Yes! Yes! Are you crazy? Yes. A thousand percent yeah. yes. That's huh? funny because that was the next question. Who will win the start, right, starting right tackle job? I, I just, to me, like in your article, you indicate, like you just said, Perhaps you trade him or whatever. Man, you were just talking about, like, possibly a quarterback going for a sixth or seventh round pick, right, if you're trading for Davis Mills or whatever. But, man, is a sixth or seventh round pick, which maybe you get for Nyman along with this – like, you get the contract of the books, but that return, I'd much rather have the peace of mind of knowing that he's going to be there. The entire league yeah. just had an opportunity to sign him for a second round pick, and everyone passed. A second. There's yeah. a big gap so, between a second and a seventh. No, but though. a third round – who's put? You're talking about quarterbacks going for day late day three picks, and you're thinking someone's going to flip a he third. He has good film. He has great film. He's going to get signed by. He's going to get a pretty good contract. I would. He'll, he'll get a decent deal when he gets, if he hits free agency. There's a, there's the a market. May even, the Packers may even he may end up as their starting right tackle. Zach Tom may supplant Jay, uh, uh, Myers at center, and away we go. Who knows. I'm Let's just see. saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm, There's a big fork in the I'm road. I'm scarred for life line. from watching Jason Spriggs come in and the offense just short-circuiting on third down for the rest of the game. I'm just, to me, it's worth way more peace of mind to have Yash Nyman, a dude who has played at a high level at both tackle positions, sitting on my bench. I'd much rather have that. That's just right. me. It's just the way. To each their own. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Um, who will start at defensive end? Now, here's where you and I are in lockstep, because I know earlier this offseason you had – highlighted this as an area of concern, right? And some of the gentlemen who are available in free agency, a number of them still out there, I'm with you on this one. For a team that has consistently been run over and pushed around up front on defense, man, they got – I mean, they had a lot of youth. They got some draft picks. They got Wyatt entering his second year and hopefully developing into something. But, man, this is a team that got pushed around a lot last year, and they let most of that talent go. Up yeah. front. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I'm with you. This is this is where I think if there's a number one area, I think they make a call for a free agent before camp. This is it. Yeah, just because they've hit on safety so many times. I, I, I Those are the two big positions that I worry about the most are safety and the defensive line. And that, that just entire spine. Of the if they defense. hadn't brought Owens in, I'd be a little bit more worried about safety. But I hear you there. Yeah. That entire spine of the defense is kind of a question mark, and it all starts up front. I mean, I know it sounds yeah. cliche, but I think Kenny Clark is probably going to have to move to defensive end. Um, you know, the, in in camp when they've been doing, you know, the quote-unquote starters, right, like the first right. team going, you know, again, pads aren't even on yet, um, and they're playing base defense, which they're not usually in that. You're usually in nickel. You usually only have so two of those guys down. So they're doing lots of install stuff, right? Right, exactly. But when they do play that front, right, um, Kenny Clark is playing the end. 
TJ Slayton is playing nose tackle. TJ Slayton's never taken that amount of snaps, you know, in, in probably his life because he was no. rotated out right. a ton at Florida and didn't play that much at Florida until his final uh, year or two. And then you're going to assume, you know, Wyatt is going to take that next step, which is nice. But then you really don't have that much depth, particularly at the nose tackle, because at least, you know, um, uh, What's his name? Uh, Brooks and and Woolen, the two draft right, picks, the rookies, right? They're smaller, kind of like they're penetrators, but yeah, they're not. They're, they're up smaller. There they're smaller pass rushers. Yeah. yeah. So you know, if Slayton goes down, then is the answer okay? We're moving McKenny back to the nose. You know, and one is. of the rookies right now, is coming. Right now, that's probably it, and that scares the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's that now, or that's Jonathan why... Ford, person no. persona non grata. <laughs> I mean. Seven, 17 games, 17 inactives. That's, I still don't I mean, get I don't that draft if, pick. I don't know if that's a record, but I, I I get the draft pick. What I don't get is keeping him around all year and making him inactive every week. That's where I'm it. like, why, why? I mean, I think Brian just wanted to keep his like number of draft picks kept kind of number up. It's him. You know? It's him. We were talking about this in the APC Slack earlier. It's him. Right. Shamar John Charles. Charles Charles. What happened, man? And then what happened? There was, oh, Dang, there was another one, and I can't remember who who right. who his name. There are was. a number. There's three of them that are lingering. I will say here now, in defense of of Brian and the Packers, I will say the way they view it, and they seem to kind of be consistent with this. Is yes, the, undoubtedly some of these guys are redshirting or what have you. I don't think that really yeah. fits for Shimon and Gene Charles, but like the idea that they will keep a guy around because they see something, they see potential, they see a high ceiling that maybe he's not at even approaching yet, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'd be a little bit more kind of miffed or skeptical about it if Yash Nyman hadn't turned out so well. A guy who legit just sat there for two years, two years before he was thrust into a starting role, you know? So at least they have a track record of kind of doing this before and then a guy flourishing. Now, they've also had guys sit there who they've eventually just cut and go their merry way, so... I don't know. We'll see. But again, that's the one I, spot. I remembered the name. It's Jonathan Garvin. Garvin. What's he doing on the I, team? I don't know. Oh, well, he can kind of hold the edge against the run. Joe Barry said of. something about, I like all six guys that we have. And I was like, are you kidding? There's not a six guy on this team. He's got to say not a that. Six you know linebacker. that. <laughs> yes. Get the I kid from the... Nigeria up there instead. I know, right? Oh, I can't wait to see him. Can't yep. wait to see him. Um, speaking of outside backers, is Lucas Van Ness ready to contribute immediately? You ask. I say he's kind of he's 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 got to. I don't think they have much choice, right? I mean, as far as know. where they're going to rotate, especially, and I know the kind of company line so far throughout the offseason is like, or the idea publicly has been, well, Rashawn's hurt, so he's clearly got to play. I don't know if that's strictly true, but I do think because of his, you know, physicality and his explosiveness that he is displayed. Often, uh, I think they will maybe not force him out of the field, but they don't have the luxury they had when Rashawn was a rookie, right? I think they need him in the rotation. What's interesting, I, I really like Kingsley and Ikbari and Justin Hollins and what they've been I. able to do. And yep. Hollins has actually been starting most, you know, most of right. camp, which, again, usually rookies are pushed down further down the depth chart, but. You know, we've seen uh, Reed, right, at a receiver. Yeah. I mean, he's in the mix with the first team guys every single day, right? So um, I think I think that one's going to be interesting to watch. I do think that at the very least they should be able to get him in on some pressure packages. And I do kind of wonder if, like, Agreed. 
they start doing some more of the Zadaria Smith stuff with him because he's big enough oh, and long enough. That I, he I can think do they, that. And again, they don't have to, but I think that's a hundred percent the best way to get him involved early, right? As far as I, when you get into a third and long, put him along the interior and let him go to work against some of these guards. I'm in on that. And there's some interesting stuff too because I think defensively, uh, when they get into the huddle, right, just off of the personnel, you can kind yeah. of tell what Green Bay's been doing the past two years, I would say. Right. Um, I, I think Van Ness gives them Van the combo of Van Ness and Quay Walker gives them a little bit more flexibility where you could play Quay on the edge and kick yep. Van Ness inside. And now you got, you know, five defensive linemen basically, you know, a, mm-hmm. Quay is basically defensive lineman size and athleticism. You're getting five on mm-hmm. five. So those these guys aren't getting any help. You're asking every single person across the board to win. To front, win. Right. And if it's yeah. Quay, Preston, Van Ness uh, Wyatt and Kenny Clark. I'm taking my someone's, chances. On, someone's going to win. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. But that's what I mean. Like, I think, yeah, again, obvious passing situations, get them in there, get, get him, let them go to work at least initially. Uh, and then speaking of linebackers, your next question is, can the inside linebackers rebound from 2022? It is interesting to see, you know, I know a lot of people are, or, talk about the Quay Walker thing with the two ejections, which is an obvious kind of, okay, don't do that. Right. Uh, But I did think while he was somewhat lost first half of the year, I think clearly, you know, Devondre going down with the injury for the stretch where Quay had to kind of take the lead in regards to the inside backer group. I think when Devondre got back in that final month of the season or so, I did think Quay hit his stride. And I don't think we've seen even close to his ceiling, but you could see the potential there. You saw him get a little bit more comfortable. And with Devondre, I mean, very disappointing start to the year. I don't think there's yeah. any question there. But that's another guy who I think did play better ball towards the end of the year. Now, he has set a standard with his first year in town, and he certainly didn't come close to meeting that last year. There's no doubt there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in lockstep with you on both of those. I think they were playing their best ball toward the end of the year. Um, which is really, I think the defense was playing best too. You know, even right. though you had an injury to Stokes and, and you know an injury to Rashawn Gary. Gary's out. Right, yeah, right. Um, it's just all about consistency there, man. Like that's yep. the position where you need. I guess that and safety are like the two positions where you just need consistent baseline play. Don't blow a coverage. Don't you know allow some something crazy to happen on third down. Like that's oh. that's where I'm at there. Yep. You know, I feel you like the false steps, the overrunning things, all things. What's crazy is we saw that from Quay early in the year, which I expected, right? You know, rookie hair yeah. on fire, thrown in the mix. But Devondre, that's the one that really hurt. I mean, there were a number of plays. Early I don't know how he got better after he got hurt. I hurt, right? Like... <laughs> it's okay. bizarre. Right. I don't maybe yeah. it made him recenter himself. I don't know. But, yeah, there were things where it was just very unlike the guy we saw the season previous as far as – a Simon Shure, uh, really good tackler, uh, really good as far as like turning his hips in, in coverage and things like that. I'm not saying it all disappeared, but it certainly was not as consistent that first month of the season last year. There's zero yeah. doubt about that. Um, sure. Then you say, who's going to start in the slot? Wasn't well, this Nixon? I, mean, I thought this was. I thought this was decided. What are we doing? Or am with- I? So am I, they, am I mis- <laughs> misunderstanding what's going on at practice? So they say that he's going to. Practice there full time, which makes right. sense. I would play Nixon in the slot, right? But I still don't think we have an answer of is he going to play in the slot 
once Stokes is back. Well, see, now that's a time... different question because we know right. Stokes ain't going to be ready for the start of the year, right? We we do. We know... We, Didn't Hubert, you really Hubert think said he was going to you, be ready for your training camp. I mean, I, I'll believe it when I see it. To do what at training camp? I don't like, know. D- individual drills? Like, no, man. I, I, am, I, am, I am operating. How dare I am you? operating. Did you fake news media sports illustrated? Under the assumption that Stokes is not going to be ready for the start of the year. He'll still start the season on PUP. He had two injuries in that Detroit game. No way. No way. Okay. All right. Well, when we'll it, uh, my the question, but was yes, I, but posing. the overall point is correct. Yes, when right. Stokes comes back, which will be a happy problem to have, your yeah. concern is what? My concern is every single time Stokes, Douglas, and Jair Alexander have been healthy, mm-hmm. they all play over Nixon, and Rasul is always the guy playing in the slot. So I don't if, love it. You're gonna have that if you would basically have to bench Douglas. For the vast majority of snaps, he's, I mean, the Packers are in dime, maybe like 5% of snaps. Right. That's a lot of money to have on the bench. And maybe yes, that's the is. question where you're like, maybe he plays a little safety. He practiced there, I think, one practice, and I think it's been overblown a little bit last year when all those. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's funny is no one remembers but... that. No one remembers that that was done because Savage hurt himself on family night. And they just right. needed safeties. They needed yeah. bodies. Like, well, that's so many guys got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know. But we'll see. But I mean, I hear have you. To I hear something. you. Um, I do say. I will say. I like Nixon in the slot. Like it's funny because yeah. like he didn't play a ton uh, last year on defense, but when he did, I thought he looked good and he looked consistent and he looked like a willing tackler, which is a hundred percent what you need along the interior there uh, of the secondary because you know teams are going to target you. They're going to run at you until yeah. you prove that you're not scared to stick your nose in there and make a tackle. Um, then you and have he's like an energy this, guy too. Yes, like he, thousand percent. Yes. There's a lot of times he'll just lay a hit and just like it feels like the momentum. You, oh, yeah, like, get you going. Okay, that's good. 100%. I want more of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Need more of those guys on defense. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of the secondary, you ask who is going to start at safety, and that's now this though. Here's an interesting one because I do think. I know, is it Ford and uh, Savage were the nominal starters throughout the offseason, right? Mm-hmm. I think this really heats up and changes things or will constantly be changing throughout camp once those pads come on. Because they need somebody who's, again, a willing tackler, but someone who's not who's going to come to balance and make a tackle and not throw themselves at the ball carrier's feet, which Ford had an issue with last year. When he gets a good beat on somebody, he's not afraid to lay a hit. Like, I love it. But there were certainly times where – uh, he, he he allowed things to rupture, and you just can't have that at that position. And I think you have four guys, not including the rookie draft pick, that are in the mix there for the yes. two spots. I mean, I think Savage is Savage is going to have to lose that job. He's not going to have to win it, right? Agreed. But I, I totally think the agreed. other spot is a spot that someone in camp ends up winning. And that's not including um, Ennis Gaines, too, who I think you're a fan of. Um, Ennis Gaines. I like, love like, his physicality. I love uh, his same. potential. I've uh, been waiting for the potential for a little bit too long at this <laughs> point, but he's my guy. I love him. I'll he's, tell you what. I really, I really love the Owens pickup. I really do. Yeah. I think, and I know more. They they brought the guy from San Francisco, and you know who knows Anthony Johnson. I know people are really high on him as far as the draft pick goes, but I love the idea of Owens. Like the idea that the Packers went out and found a guy who has been kind of taking forward steps every year in his NFL career, right? To a point where last year he be- finally became a full-time starter and really delivered when it comes to production 
and did exactly what the Packers need as far as if there is something coming up to the second or third level, he put a stop to it almost every single time down there in Houston. So, man, that's my expectation is he probably wins that job. But we'll see. I mean, it's like you it's said, a, there's a lot of names. It's a really interesting room, too, because, I mean, you look at Johnson, right, the rookie draft pick out of right. uh, Iowa State. He was playing cornerback for the most part at Iowa State, Iowa State up until this right. last year. And they play this, like, weird, goofy three-safety system where it's not the three-safety <laughs> that Green Bay plays where, you know, right. Adrian Amos would basically be an inside linebacker. It's like, no, there's three safeties at the top. They're funneling everything inside. Don't play edge rushers. It's very weird. So, right. like, the zones he was covering, even though he was a safety, were, like, sideline zones, right? So it's, like, basically, hmm. like, what you're doing as a cornerback anyway. And then Tavarius Moore is a guy who's probably best suited in the slot. Gaines is – basically only been used as like a big slot guy Tariq Carpenter moved from safety to inside linebacker. So like there's a lot of moving parts. It's probably. So like the defensive line is a question mark, but I feel like we're pretty confident. We know who the three guys who are going to be starters there are right. Sure. Like safety. Yes. I'm like, you could name any of the names opposite yep. of Savage. And I would be like, yeah, that even here's the thing though. Like you did just say it, like it's up to him to not lose it. Right. But I'll yeah. tell you what, one billion percent not going to be surprised if he's not one of the starters. I, I'm yeah, sorry, no. but after I mean, last year, already. So you know what I mean. So I think he's on the team because of the fifth year option. They I totally agree. Contract, you so. know, and they had to adjust that. Totally agree. Now and look, that's not to, to denigrate the young man. I think he's shown spurts of like real promise and upside. The problem has yeah. been a lot, a real he was lack a first of round consistency, pick. Yeah. a real lack of consistency, and that's obviously a major issue. And then finally, your final. Final burning question. Do they have a kicker? You know, I love the idea that, the, you know, you're moving on, you're turning the page the same time as you, you've moved on from your Hall of Fame quarterback, and, you know, you might as well cut the cord on your all-time leading scorer at the same time. It feels like a lot. I'll, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I, I know they've certainly kept the door open for Mason, which I think is smart. Um, but we'll see. Carlson is going to have insane pressure on him, but it's not like – you know, anywhere he would have gone, he would have had pressure. It's not like replacing Mason Crosby adds to the pressure as far as you're, you know, every day trying to make your kicks. But, man, it'll be fascinating to see how it plays out and if they make that call to Mason at some point this summer. Yeah, and it sounded like Carlson was having a really good mini camp. I saw um, he was something like eight of nine or something I was gonna like say, that. I think he from... only missed one kick that reporters saw. Yeah, from from 40-plus. But, I mean, that's mm-hmm. – without a real pass rush, right? Again, pads haven't come on. So that's something right. I'll definitely be, you know, paying attention to in the preseason. The other thing I think is interesting is Green Bay's basically kept two kickers on the roster, no matter right. what, since yep. COVID started, right? Yep. Like they'll keep one on the practice squad. They don't care. They, they just want to have that extra guy there. Um, and right now they only have Carlson. So like yep. they're at a point right now where he's an uncontested starter. So yep. no doubt. I don't know. Basachi no put his name on it. He was not – Carlson was not a guy who was expected to get drafted. I mean, he was expected to sign with someone Somebody in the NFL. The draft, right. But yep. he wasn't a guy that was the, – the, the two big guys were the Michigan kid and the Maryland kid. Um, yep. and, and, you know, they came off the board. They picked Carlson. And then, you know, Basachi went up to bat for him and basically said, like, hey, all this injury stuff impacted his numbers. Like, his numbers are something like – I looked at, like, the last decade of NFL kickers. Um, you know, mo- moving from uh, the draft to the NFL, 
Carlson had like the worst efficiency out of all of them. But if the injury stuff is true, he started off his career very, very good at Auburn. Like so on fire, yeah, exactly. It's it's like and the there's one the time... family connection, the fact that he 100%. worked with his brother and all of that. You know, yeah. Basaki said it... his first recruiting trip was to recruit Daniel Carlson. So he's right. like, dude, I've known this kid since he was a toddler, basically. So I was, it does underline that thing, that old saying that you know, I don't think people realize when this gets said, it is so like it is exponentially true what a relationship business the NFL is. Like you just mm-hmm. think these guys are like names and numbers and you know, you look at your draft charts or whatever. And it's like, man, relationships drive so much in the league that I don't think it's appreciated a lot. And I think that's a perfect example of it. Look at everyone who LeFleur hires, right? Uh, you're not lying. I mean, Lester, look, fact, his old... look who the defensive coordinator is. Hello. Yeah, exactly. Like not, all sorts of you're stuff. You're not lying. So um, the only the only disappointment with your ten questions, sir, is that you didn't have who's going to win the long snapper battle. I can't believe it. I thought you oh, were I thought you were a diehard man. Here's the thing: I'm rooting against uh, I'm rooting against the guy they signed from the Rams because I'm the, ra- the Super Bowl ring wearer. Yeah, is he the Rudy, only guy? You're actively root rooting against. You're actively rooting against a long snapper. I, that's why I love you. It's justice. hard to say his name. This is coming I, from someone with a hard to say last name. Justice, he's got to win the job before I learn how to say it. Like that's that's where that's where I stand. Like you don't get, I don't learn, I don't go through the bother of learning how to say your name until you win the gig, and then I'll, then then you then you get my respect and I, I learn how to say it. That's that's how that works. Is the long snapper the only guy with the Super Bowl ring on this team? No, Danny Edling has one from his time as. A oh my God! There we go. There's the callback. Awesome. <laughs> There we go. Justice, I cannot thank you enough. For everybody watching and listening, uh, I will put the link to Justice's article where uh, he can expound much more eloquently on, on all of his thoughts regarding all of these questions. Uh, Justice, really, really appreciate you taking the time today, man. Anytime. 